everybody, and happy Monday all around the world, wherever you are. I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. And um, I'm telling you, I am coming to you um, this week live from my hotel room in New York City. We have been traveling, and um, I can definitely say I'm a little bit exhausted from the last week, but it's been a great week of wedding and wedding and reconnection to some dear old friends and family. And so that's always a good thing. Um, but I, I really couldn't wait to, you know, no matter how exhausted, also feeling a little bit like I have a little bit of a sinus issue going on. So, you know, I couldn't wait to be with you guys, but bear with us this week and bear with me as I get through kind of, you know, looking and feeling like I got hit by a Hummer. <laughs> Anyway, you know, you know the show, right? So here we are every week, real girls having real talk about real issues and seeking to apply, more importantly, our real faith, because we believe that everything in the world that's happening today, you know, politics, um, parenting, life, marriage, sex, divorce, uh, dating, courtship, you know, moving forward in your life, um, leaving toxic relationships, everything, absolutely everything has a point of view that Jesus wants us to see all of these issues and these things through. You know, we are supposed to be looking through a lens of faith at the world around us. And when we look through that lens of faith, we're able to see things in the way that we should see them. And how is that? Well, we want to see like Jesus sees things. We want to love like Jesus loves. We want to live like Jesus lives. You know, I remember the old, you know, the wristband everybody used to wear and all the athletes were wearing and it's, you know, would say, it said, what would Jesus do? Well, that really is the question that we should be living our lives with every day. What would Jesus do in response to whatever it is that you're thinking or going through or contemplating or trying to decide right now? What would he do? Well, when you know the word of God and when you are a part of a fellowship like this, then you're able to kind of dialogue out and really figure out, well, what would he do? What does God look like as he moves through us in the world today? And who is he? And who's Jesus? And what does all of it mean? Well, that's what we're here to talk about every week. And we hope that you'll like and subscribe right now and that you'll share us you know, with, with other people in your life who, whom you think may need to be a part of, of something like Girl Club. It's a safe place. It's a safe place to talk about your faith and it's a safe place to share your hope and your strength, you know? So um, I also want to just to do a little business, welcome everyone. Hello. Hi. Hello, Laverne, sister from California. It's good to see you. Hi, Pinu. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, Susan. Welcome. It's good to see a lot of regulars. Hi, Pamela. Nice to see you. Miche, hey, you're back. Miche, good to see you. It's nice to see all of my regulars um, kind of filtering in this morning. And for, for those of you uh, guys who watch, because I know we do have some, hello to you too. And Girl Club isn't just for girls. It's also for guys. We also, um, hi, Jahera. How are you? Uh, that's uh, coming to us from Tennessee. I know that much. And um, we also have something I want to offer you guys. 
uh, I don't know, I said something a couple of weeks ago and, and, and I referred to us as being the kind of women who are breakthrough assassins, right? Who know how to break through the drama in their lives. And of course, I knew that Anna, whom you don't see, but who is very much uh, involved behind the scenes and helping me to bring you Curl Club and helping with all things CynthiaGarrett.org, this ministry, um, she came up with something. So why don't you take a look at the new coffee mug that we have to offer to all of you. And it is the Breakthrough Assassin mug. It is now available. And uh, there's a link in the description. So what's a Breakthrough Assassin? The kind of person that totally annihilates the enemy with the power of her faith and the prayer relationship that she has with Jesus. And we have one for you guys as well, because we know a lot of guy Breakthrough Assassins as well. So, you know, go go kick some tail on the enemy, not just in your life, but in the lives of others around you. And joining me today, I'm going to welcome in um, my first, my my regular, my tribe, my sister. She's an incredible singer and songwriter, an incredible evangelist, an incredible pastor. And um, Nova has been really sharing out of the overflow of what she's been going through in her life these last couple of months. And it's been really good. And I know it's been really hard for her, but it's been really a source of a lot of growth for us. So say hello to Nova Page. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks, Cynthia. Yeah, it's been kind of a wild ride, hasn't it? But um, God has definitely been faithful and has been teaching me a lot. And there's, I know you have another introduction to make, so I'll I'll leave it with you there. But I I am feeling like there is some stuff on my heart that I believe God wants uh, for us to just, you know, pass that ball back and forth and, and talk about today. So I love, that. I love that. I love that. Thanks, No. Well, yeah, Nova and I are, are going to welcome in um, someone who, look, I, I felt like every now and then we could benefit from having um, that 20-year-old perspective, the, the mm-hmm. teen sort of voice. And she was with us last week and she's going to She's going to be with us again this week. You'll notice that there's a similarity in last names, and that's because she's not just an actress and a model and a a teen evangelist, but she's also my niece, Summer Garrett. So, hey, Summer. Hi. Hi, princess. (laughs) How are you, my little angel? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see your face. So Nova and I love you and we're squeezing your little cheeks and hugging you from our <laughs> our corners of the globe. <laughs> so, so beautiful. Yeah. So, um, you know, Nova, I, I know it's been, you shared a little bit of breakthrough and you've been, yeah. you know, you guys, we've been having these conversations about moving on from situations and people and things and moving forward. And what that looks like. And sometimes moving forward is really scary and painful when you don't know what you're moving forward to. And uh, Nova kind of had has had some, I think, some interesting breakthrough in the moving forward part of, of this dialogue. So I just kind of want to yeah. throw you the ball there, Nova. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, Cynthia, because it almost felt this week like I was going a little bit backwards. Um even though things in our life are, they are moving forward, but God kind of actually reminded me of a couple of things this week. And one of the things he showed me through, um, a friend had sent me a book on lamenting and 
not skipping past the lament in our lives. And that is, it's not equal to complaining. It's equal to, and this is the part that I think I really, I peeled back and I was like, man, Lord, sometimes I want things to feel better. So I just am like, I'm just going to look for the hope. And while that is awesome, I think there are moments when I haven't lamented and that it's the, um, kind of a lament in scripture. I mean, there's lament is all over scripture, right? I know though this doesn't sound like a moving forward, moving on, but here's the, the nugget that the Lord showed me through um, this uh, book that my friend had sent me and just praying through some things. And, and in the book, it talks about when God wants to heal you from a situation, doesn't matter what, if it's a boyfriend of something that's gone on in your life or something tragic ministry that's hurt or whatever abuse you've, God can work with that honesty. And so when we lament, God can heal us. He is the healer, right? He says, I am the healer. But when we lament and we are honest and we're truthful in our pain, um, which often you guys, I've, it's been challenging for me to be truthful with my pain because I never wanted to be a victim. And I had been called a victim when I shared my pain. And so it's this really hard rub in my life of like, okay, I don't want to have a victim mindset and a victim mentality. And the Lord was showing me, man, like there's some serious lament in the scriptures and David was one of them. And we never think of David as a, as a victim. He, we're like thinking David is, I mean, we knew he had some mess ups, but he, right. He, he, lamented. he was a warrior, but he lamented. He got really deep. He got really honest. And here's the thing, as honest as you want to be, in your lament and your truth with God, that's where the healing is. So if we decide from like one to 10, and I hate to put numbers on it, but it's just for perspective. If we're like, oh, I'm just going to show you this much God, like three, even though God knows, and we want to be honest about the three, that's what our healing will be. It's like, oh, you will, you're going to get like a three healing because I already know, but I need you to be honest because that's as, that's as deep as you're letting me go, right? Because of that free, I mean, I don't want to get into free will, but that honesty with God. So I I feel like the Lord has challenged me to be more honest with him. Be more honest with me about your pain and don't just try to whitewash your pain. And could I, I know I didn't share this quote or anything because I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but can I read a quote from um, this, this man named D.A. Carson? He, He was a professor at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. He says, And I'm sorry that I didn't give this earlier, but just, you know, we'll just listen. He says, there is no attempt in scripture to whitewash the anguish of God's people when they undergo suffering. Like David, right? They argue with God. They complain to God. They weep before God. Theirs is not a faith that leads to dry eyed stoicism. Like I got it all together, but to a faith so robust, it wrestles with God. And I think this week I have wrestled with God and you know what? God says it's okay. Cause that that's the healing that's getting to a 10 and that's where I want to meet you. And you're not, you, you, you're lamenting with me. You're not being a whiner, a complainer. You're not being a victim. You're telling me the truth. And you know what? I can work with the truth. 
I can work with you being honest with me. And I'm like, you know what, God, thank you for that. I, I am so, so grateful. And, and that is where I'm actually finding my healing because I'm being honest with God. I don't have to tell everybody every detail because that's just, you know, that's just me like wanting, you know, people feel sorry for me, which, you know, that is the victim mentality. But for me to go, I'm so jacked up right now, God, I'm in so much pain. And I need you to come in the middle of it. I need you so much. I'm so angry. I'm so hurt. And he's like, yes, yes, that's what I want you to admit. I already see it. I just need you to know that. And so God is just like, that's where I want to show up. And I want to get, um, I want you to have that healing because that's where you're going to move forward with me and, and be honest. And so honestly, Honestly, I'm learning about being super honest with God. And I, I've thought that I have been, to be quite frank. I thought I've been super honest, you know, but I have been, man, I don't want to sit, be rude, but I've been churchified and I, I have been, I know all the right words, you guys, straight up. I know all the right words. I know like the things to say. I know what to like do to sound good and sound like I've got it all together and like, and whitewash, you know, that, that pain and just like, you know, just by, but praise the Lord. And here's, you know, and I'm not saying not to praise the Lord. I want to praise the Lord. I am praising the Lord, but to be honest, to feel it, to speak it, to like David, I'm like in, I'm, I'm in with David and just going, God, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to throw up all over this and I'm going to tell you the truth. And that is where I'm finding God just reaching in and going, ah, baby girl, that's the Nova that I want to see. That's the Nova that I want you to pre- like present, not as like someone who has been perfect, but someone who has been broken. So God uses that brokenness and that's what he can work with the brokenness. And so honestly, I sit before you sin and summer I'm, I am broken. There's so much brokenness and things that have gone on um, that are, that is, have broken me. Right. And I, I am sitting here being, feeling really thankful to God for um that ability to be uh, open because it's, you know, growing up the way I did. And I think Cynthia, you can relate, maybe Summer, you can relate, but sometimes when you're in front of people, it's like, you have to, I hate using that word, but you have to perform that you're okay so that they feel that they can be okay. So it's like, I have these mothering arms where I'm like, if I'm okay, then they're going to be okay. And sometimes we just have to go, I'm not okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, And it gives people permission, right? To not be okay. It gives other people permission. So, um, yeah. And this has been probably a struggle for a long time, you know, because I've been responsible. I've been responsible for people and not for them, but, you know, been responsible to make sure that everybody's okay. Well, and, you're, uh, you're in the role of, you're in the role of pastor. You know, you've been in a role of pastor for a long time and, and pastor's wife. And, you know, for, for those of you just joining us, you know, uh, we started, we really started, a, a, I don't know, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, talking about um, 
the extraordinary number of people who love Jesus, but really have struggled with the church. And um, I think the epic part of this conversation has been the breakthrough and all of these things that have come from being, from providing a safe place to have these dialogues, you know, and, and to allow people to say, you know, what they've been disappointed in from leadership and, and, and what have you, and to find their way back to the fact that Jesus at Jesus loves his bride. We're his bride. That's the church, but she's flawed. And how do we deal with it? And Nova has been dealing with an epic experience of really moving on from a, 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 a large group and a, a ministry that she's been involved with for years. And, um, you know, and Nova, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm listening to you and I think that you are the most victorious, you know, because being able to take your stuff to God and be transparent with God, like I give him my 10, I, I, I whenever I catch myself going to God and I'm like, okay, I'm going to just cry like on a scale of one to 10, I'm going to give God like three right now of how angry or desperate or upset I am. No, when I am at my, when I'm at the 10 and I'm just like, I can't do it. I, I don't know what to do. I can't bear it. I can't walk under this. I can't fix it. I can't change it. God, I need you. That's when he, that's when I really see him show up with, with power, but it, it's, it's not until I've given him the full 10 of everything. And that man, you talk about lamenting, it's lamenting, kicking the walls, stamping my feet. Like, I don't even think you get to victory without going through that. And if you don't pay attention to your emotions and go through that part that needs to grieve and mourn and lament, you're, you're, you're cutting your journey. You're, you're cutting, you're cutting off the breakthrough that you're supposed to have. And I'm looking at, you know, these, this question from P new and it's so, it so perfectly nails it. You know, do you ladies also feel like there's too much dismissal of what victims go through? It is easy to label people as having a victim mentality. Yes, both if their experience is not validated and there is no active justice or at least healing and restoration, the hurt or wound can fester and scars develop, sometimes big scars like keloids. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is definitely true. And that's definitely, honestly, what I've been through, Cynthia and, you know, NP knew, Um, you know, I had a pastor, I was sharing my story Man, it's just, I was sharing my story with a pastor and he basically, and it was his ministry, but I was sharing, you know, man, this happened, this happened, this happened under your leadership. And he's like, you're a victim. And he just totally dismissed me. And my experience was so minimized. And the truth was, those were really painful things. And there wasn't, no one said, oh my goodness, that happened to you. I am so sorry. And, and, and so a hundred percent, I took that and that was my, my, I own that. I took that and, and was like, I'm a victim and I carried it and I carried it. And honestly, like now I'm just, I grabbed that, that I took. And I was like, here you go, God, because that wrecked me. And I, I didn't even realize how much that, that wrecked me. And yeah. she, and P knew is right. It, those, those things can really fester and become something much bigger. And it did in my life. And that's what I'm dealing with now. And God is meeting me in it. 
Well, look, I mean, yeah, but I mean, look, you know, I, I wrote the book on this one, right? You know, I choose yeah. victory, moving from victim to victor. There, there's, and I certainly hope, even in my my own book, that it is very clear that the, you know, the words, you know, I'm a victim, I'm ashamed, I'm a loser, I can't, I won't, I, you know, uh, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not, you know, I'm too fat, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm yeah. too, like all those things, right? All those words. Yes, they're a part of the thing that that feeds a victim mentality, but the reality yeah. is that the pain of all of those words has got to be acknowledged and looked at. You've, yeah. got, you've got to take an emotional journey and get emotional healing. You know, if not, what ends up happening is you stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. You, you know, brokenness is like balloons filled with water. Have you ever tried to hold a balloon filled with water underneath the water in a swimming pool or in a mm-hmm. bathtub? Well, they pop up. They pop up, right? Because you can't, you, you can't hold them down. And, you know, it, that's the same way that it is with the stuff that does victimize us. And I, look, I think a part of what happened in America and then in the world with the, um, the protests and the young people with out of control, hopelessness, burning down businesses and destroying their own neighborhoods, like destroying themselves when you really think about it, right? I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've not provided enough of a safe place for people who feel like victims who have truly been victimized by inequity or injustice or society, just the way that it is. You know, we haven't provided enough of a safe space for them to dialogue with all the rest of us, you know? And and I don't think... I think that's what happens. Eventually people just explode because they can't take it anymore. Doesn't make it right. Two wrongs never make a right. right. You know, no, it would not be right for you to walk around blaming others, but that's not what you do. That's not who you are. You know? You no, know. but I can go to God and complain to him about others. I tattletale about people all the time to the Lord. And that is what I've learned to do. I'm like, you're getting tattled on to the Lord. Like I'm going to tell God about this. And that, you know, that is <laughs> right. what I've learned to do. Cause I'm like, I can't, you know, I don't want to be that gossip and that slander, but I know I can tell God, I think that's what I've learned. I'm like, and I really know that he's listening. And that is, that is the truth. Like I know God is listening and he is, you know, he's got, something for me and my family, you know, watching my husband be so faithful for so many years, just to be like, goodbye, has been fair, has challenged. I mean, it's not just him, it's us, but that has been a huge challenge for me not to take on the anger of that. And that's where I'm like, I'm trying to really just take it to the Lord because that's not fun to watch happen. There's a lot, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm watching you guys um, as you comment, uh, ladies um, out there around the world right now. And, you know, Power of a Virtuous Woman writes, Nova, thank you for being so vulnerable on what you said. There are so many times I know what the word says and I say all the right things, but it's more head knowledge than heart knowledge. And listen, let me tell you guys something. If you're, if you don't actually have this is such a deep statement. And then look, I do that as well. 
And, and, and then, you know, Miche says, I do too. And me. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of women. The, these three ladies have commented, but this always means that there's a lot of people who yeah. basically agree and, and do the same thing. So here, here's the thing though. <laughs> Number one, if you can't be real about where you are every day and what you're going through, you may not be around people that really love and value you because people that really love and value you are not afraid of your brokenness or your realness. You know, now I'm not talking, I'm not saying like you, you know, the, the person who's been saying the same thing for six years and you know, no, you know, what reason within reason is we all know yeah. what within reason yeah. is. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of women do this. I think a lot of us as women say it, say it. We are temp. We, we, we do, we put on the good face, yeah. you know, just like we put on our makeup, we put, yeah. you know, we do our hair. We, we are groomed from the time we're little girls to be pretty and to be sweet yeah. sit up straight, and to yes. say the right things and to not speak too loudly and to not, and ah, Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And you know what? Permission to punch back. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and to be real with you, I have felt like such a phony sometimes, Cynthia, because I won't, I won't say it for the fear of judgment, for the fear of people going, but I thought you loved Jesus. Oh my gosh. Right. You know, and I'm like, I do love Jesus, but this sucks. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and, right. but, but there have been so many moments where it's like, I felt like I'm in this church I'm in this building I'm with these people and they're looking to me and I got to make sure everything's cool with me and the truth is people can't really relate to perfect people like we're all broken and we all know it inside so just be honest about it it doesn't mean you hang your dirty laundry everywhere it just means I get it and I'm with you and that's where I'm at I'm I am just like, I'm telling Jesus all my dirty garbage, but I'm being honest with you. I don't have it all together. I'm super broken and I need Jesus just like the rest of you. And I want to stop saying things that I don't mean. (laughs) Right. Well, listen, even, even I often talk about this. Even if they're true, even if they're true, if I don't mean it, I don't want to say it. Right. And, and even, and, and, you know, Summer, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this, but I will, I will say this, you know, I think as, as women, our voices have been silenced for so long in terms of standing in our truth that a lot of what comes out um, from women comes out in these women's groups or hardcore feminist groups or more secular movements, right, of women. And there, there's this vomiting out of emotion and pain. Right. There's not godly wisdom. There's not, there's not, there's not God's daughters speaking truth from a place of godly strength and love and wisdom. And that's what the world needs now. That's why you being silent And when I say you, I mean all of you watching. You being silent and you playing small doesn't serve the world, you know? And and even in your pain and in your brokenness, playing small does not serve the community around you. You know, Nova, you being open and transparent is serving, it's serving Girl Club. It's serving the community around you. It really is. 
you know, it's, and Cynthia, you know, this, like, I have felt like it is dangerous for me to be honest. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have had so much fear of telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but what does the Bible say? What is it that sets us free? The truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fear of man has had me so like this, you know, just like smushed down the fear of what man will do to me and what will say about me. And, um, and if God be for you, who can be against you? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, you know, uh, there, this, this crushing and is good. This truth has felt like, you know, a lot of freedom being honest with the Lord. And in the same way, you know, I don't, I don't need to slander, but I can be honest that this is, this has just been a really rough, it's been a rough situation that we've been in. And, um, Oh, I love Laverne says I need real and raw Christian women in my life. It does hurt to feel like you'll be judged for what's in my heart. I love when women are real. I love that and respect you. Like, yeah, we, we need that. We need that so much, you know? So that, so my coming back to just like, I am learning the, the, and, and my friend Lisa is the one that sent me this, this book about lament and she's just like so wise, but I'm learning that power of that true lament so that I can get real deep healing. Not so I'm blaming everybody else, but I'm like, I'm going to get real with the Lord. He's going to, I know that when I'm real with him, I'm going to get that hundred percent truth with him. He will come in and he will heal my brokenness and my admission of my own brokenness because I am broken. But that's the victory. Nova, that's not, yeah. the, that's not a victim mentality. That's the mentality of a victor. That is the mentality of a person who is choosing yeah. to go to the rock, who is choosing to drink from the well of living water, who is choosing to rely on their faith yeah. to hold their hand through quicksand. That is not being a victim. That is called being a victor. And that's what we have to do every day through every challenge, through every situation in our lives is choose victory. That's the victory choice. I choose Jesus right now for my anger, my pain, my sadness, my rage, my disappointment, my decision-making process, all of it. Mm -hmm. Like choosing Jesus is choosing victory. And There's nothing to choose Jesus in to get victory over if we don't acknowledge that we need him in our mess. And we'll, right? Like, so there has to be the mess. There has to be the pain. There has to be the emotions. And to, and to not acknowledge those is to choose to be stuck, you know, pushing those balloons under the water. And I've pushed so many balloons. That is like the best visual ever. I have pushed so many balloons. Yeah. Also, because I feel like I was, that pr- protecting people, protecting the person who needed to be protected. Like it, it is a very much a, it is a, um, and I, I use this word and I know that people use that word grooming, but just, I have felt over the years, so groomed into silence mm. 
and not like, like you don't say anything because this person needs to look good. Mm. So you'd be quiet and you don't say anything. And if you're going to say things, guess what? I'm going to shut you down. And, and it's not, it's not this overt shutting down. It's like, I'm not going to, you, you sit, sit over there. Like you're not going to do this. And it's, and so I've, I honestly, Cynthia, I have tried to not only one balloon, there's been multiple and I am sitting here going, okay, Lord, like that wasn't right. And I'm taking it to you. That was not right. And I didn't even at the time, I didn't realize it wasn't right. Cause I was just like, yeah. um, playing like this, like balloon game. Like I got to hold things down. And I now am acknowledging with the Lord. I'm like, that wasn't right. That set me up to believe things that that does not line up with scripture. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to mourn that with you, Jesus. That wasn't right. And, yeah. you know, so the balloon thing that, I mean, that is, I have felt that. And especially probably the past five years, I have yeah. been in this, I've been waiting for the Lord to do something different. And I'm then that part, I'm really excited. And I do feel that freedom, <laughs> Cynthia, you well, know, for I- the Lord to do something different. Uh, yeah, I think you, I think, I think though, Nova, God, God knows us. And this is for a lot of, a lot of women out there. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And that's, you may be the, 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 in the seasons or have experienced being ejected out of the thing you need to move on from, you know, yeah. maybe it wasn't a peaceful choice or an easy choice, but because you might've been just trying to balance your emotions and, okay, I'll take that abuse. I'll be kind about it. I'll be nice about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Always be I nice. Always I, be nice. Right. I won't acknowledge that I'm in pain about it. I won't talk to anyone about it for real because they might judge me. And because if I'm a good Christian, shouldn't I not feel these things. Oh my God. It's, it's so abusive, Cynthia. And I'm realizing it more and more what has happened and it is self-abusive and you don't even realize it when you're in it. It's sad. Right. I'm somewhere. Do you have any thoughts at this point? Yeah. So there's two things I would say. Um, I can only speak to my own experience. But definitely, I think spiritual warfare, as far as like the thoughts that go through your head that are not your own, that are from the devil, um, I think it's underrated. I feel like people think, or at least I thought that the battles were the hardest that were outward, which they are. But the ones that are inward could be just as hard and sometimes harder because your thoughts will talk you out of a lot of things and they, your thoughts will be so negative and you'll think that they're your own. But the first thing I would say that I always have to remind myself of is, is this thought from God? Because God only speaks positive words, encouraging words, loving words. Is this thought from God? And if it's not from God, it's always from the devil. And I mean, the devil wants to steal, steal your joy, your peace, your happiness. And if he can keep you quiet, because think about how good this feels, talking about it, getting feedback, um, us validating each other's emotions, like that feels good. So why would the devil want you to talk about it? So if he can keep you quiet and if he can keep you in your head and, oh, no one's going to care. Oh, they're going to just think you're a victim. They're just going to think you're weak. If you, if he keeps you in that mentality, he'll keep you quiet. And if he can keep you quiet, he can keep you broken. If he can keep you broken, then he can keep you down and from helping others. Like, I think 
So I always have to remind myself, is this thought from God or is this thought from the devil? Because that's really, before we fight not against flesh and blood, but of spirits of the unseen world. That's really all it comes down to. Is this from God or is it not? And if it's not, then I can say, I reject this in Jesus name. God, I'm going through this. Or then I talk to my aunt, I call my aunt and I'll say, hey, I'm going through this. And that venting and that talking helps. The second thing, the second thing that I want to say is, I feel like when I'm trying to like put on a persona of I'm good, that's operating from the ego. And that's not, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no power. There's no anointing in that. When I'm vulnerable and I'm just saying, I'm not okay, but it's God who's giving me strength. I think that speaks to people a lot more than me just trying to put up my ego because, well, just mm-hmm. for me, I'm not saying anyone else is doing that. But for me, when I just try to say, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Like I'm strong, I'm good. That's not giving the God or the God, that's not giving God credit for giving me strength. And then how is that? That's not going to help others because then if I'm going through things, but I'm still showing up, I'm still giving my best. I'm still saying, Hey, look, I'm upset, but God gave me strength today. I prayed and he's giving me strength today. That will speak to someone else to do the same thing, to pray for strength from God. So I think that there's more power in giving saying I'm not strong enough, but God is, and he's strengthening me. I think there's more power in that even. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, so on point and so, and so true summer, like, yeah, yes. So, and taking those thoughts captive. And I just to like, you know, listening to you in your beautiful, amazing, gorgeous wisdom. I think what I always hear like in that is like those thoughts, like Shiloh, when I reached my daughter, she's nine. We have this little devotional book called um, let's just laugh at that. It's just, I can't remember the author's name right now. So I apologize, but it's on, you know, you can get the book. Um, but it talks about, and here I am with my daughter and I'm like, we're reading this stuff and it, it's like the, the, the lies that kids believe. And then we look at the line, we go, let's just laugh at that because you know, that's not true. Is it, is that really true? Do we know that's from God? And so it's like practicing that. So I, it's like, it's so funny because it, it's like in this simple terms of like, we can just laugh at that lie. Right. And, and, and then we have the opportunity to like partner with Jesus in that, like, and all those things make sense to me at, um, in the natural and in this, and in the like supernatural. And yet, like, it's still, I think, like, honestly, what I've been through, I think is I've experienced a lot of spiritual abuse. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you. And so I look at that as like, that's, I mean, and, and a lot of people have not just by like in the church, but even by people they love, their parents, they're like people who have spiritually mentored them, they'll abuse them. Like my husband had somebody in his life that would just constantly tell him, you know, you're just not good enough. You're just, and, and it was like a pastor, but he would just always like squelch him, you know, and he had to like work that out with God. So, uh, yes, uh, us, partnering with the lie will always take us further into the lie and occupy our minds and our space and, and doing the adverse also will take us out of the lie. I think personally, what I struggled with was, um, or am struggling with, or did when I was in the midst of like fighting the lies, I would 
show up and really try to give my true self. Um, and if I was passionate or even had tears, I would, uh, you know, someone would be like, oh, you're, you know, artists, they're just so emotional. And I would feel very attacked. Oh, and so yeah. even when I tried to be authentic, it was, it was like, oh, you, you know, you emotional people. Oh my oh. goodness. You know, so, and yeah. not, I'm not saying that happened all the time. And I, I think there was a lot of, that. yeah. And I think there was a lot of, you know, people who, you know, I was surrounded myself with that really appreciates, appreciated the authenticity of that. But there were still those lies, some are in my head, right? Those, those ego the, and the things that I, my ego partnered with, right? So like, to be honest about that too, right? It's like, you, you don't want to look bad. And that's where you have to, like, Jesus has to be invited into the middle of all those things. And, and sometimes it's easier. And sometimes it's just a lot harder to do. And yeah. that's just being human. And I, I honestly, yeah. at this point in my life, I'm like, I am giving myself permission not to sin, but to be human in, in my humanity and invite Jesus into all of the garbage that I've walked through and be honest about it. And that is like as raw as I can be. Yeah. Because, you know, I have to be, because I don't, I don't want to move on with my life and move forward because how you leave something is how you enter something. So I'm like, I'm okay with being broken and, and taking it all apart, dismantling everything that I thought um, in order to just move forward. And, you know, all I have to say is I'm just, I am sitting here going, God, take me, you know, use me, heal me, meet me and give me the strength to know and understand that I don't have to partner with the lies. I don't have to, I have that choice. Give me the strength though, in the moment to really like say, okay, I'm not going to partner with that. Like that's the part, that's the lamenting. What I see happening with you, Nova, it's very interesting is, and it goes back to that, that comment was so powerful about head knowledge versus heart knowledge. As leaders, we've got all the head knowledge, but a lot, but sometimes not even sometimes what happens with you all the time in your walk with Christ on your journey is you are constantly, constantly, not just leaders, leaders, especially because we get better at putting on the face and showing up right. like you guys, I'm telling you, and I praise God that I, 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 I got here this morning and, and just decided to fight through it. I have been so sick since last night that I was so weak. I literally was like, I don't even know if I can walk to the computer this morning. And my, my, I mean, 15 minutes before we logged on, you know, my husband was literally helping me to like get in the chair. I was that weak. <laughs> and, 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 and I, and, and of course I'm feeling better and better and better. Right. As we go. But I think we're in a constant state of head knowledge, becoming heart knowledge head knowledge, becoming heart knowledge. We feed our mind with the word of God, right? We feed our mind with the word of God. That's putting on our helmet of salvation, the word of God. That's the sort of our spirit. We keep taking it in, taking it in, but it's got to process itself out and into our hearts because our hearts are what get broken by the world that we live in. Our hearts are where brokenness lives. Our hearts are where the, 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 the brokenness of other people 
lives and it pokes in there and it, 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 it hits at those little wounds that are already there. And, and what's happening in the head is you're taking in the knowledge of God. You're taking in the knowledge of God. But like Summer said, the enemy is also throwing his thoughts in there. 100%. Because the enemy doesn't really want yeah. that knowledge of God to stick down and root because he knows it's going to grow into heart knowledge. And once it becomes heart knowledge, then you are way more dangerous to the kingdom of darkness than you've ever been. And that's why I think, <clears throat> Nova, I think that a lot of the attack you've been under and then... And not just for a week, for years, you know, yeah. is because there is a tremendous amount of head knowledge being transformed into heart knowledge for this next season of, 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 of your life and this next season of warfare. And where you- it's valued, where it's valued, because I have always, dis- okay, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have always valued being authentic. I write from an authentic place. I worship from an authentic place, but there's a difference to give that in a space where it's valued. (laughs) Yes. Listen, listen, but, but, but God values it. And so that I'm getting revelation. It's like God values that. So if that is my, um, if that is, if that's my litmus test, then I'm like, oh my goodness, then we can be who God created us to be because he values our authenticity before him. And that will come out as we move along in life. And to be, to be real, I have been in a space where it hasn't been valued. So I was living in fear all the time of being judged for being a victim. Right. Right. Sorry. Sorry. I just had to say that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it, but it's true. And listen, what, what is, what does Jesus say in the Bible? Like, Hey, if they don't receive you with me, right. Right. In my name, you know, keep it moving. You brush your shoulders off. You keep it moving far too long. I think what we all have a tendency to do, and we do it less and less. I think when we really know who we are in Christ is to put ourselves and to keep ourselves in situations where we are not valued. We remain in jobs and we remain in careers where we are not valued. You know, I, I, look, there was a certain point in my secular career in Hollywood where I realized like, you know, it's going to be very hard for me to gain the value that I really have here because I'm dealing with people who don't value the Jesus in me that I'm dealing with people who value, you know, uh, twistedness, you know, or maybe you're, you're throwing, so you're throwing your pearls before swine. And the Bible says, cast not your pearls before swine, right? Your pearls of wisdom, your pearls of beauty, your pearls of grace and, and justice and all of that. If you're throwing that out there in a situation that doesn't want it, then shame on you for staying in it. You've got to be where you're valued. And that's why there's such freedom when we all join together, you know, uh, whether you're watching us live right now or whether you're watching, you know, live later, right? When you're just sitting down and watching, there's freedom in joining together and in being able to voice your comments and to go through your experiences and emotions here at Girl Club because it's a safe space of people that are looking for the same thing. So your experience is valued, you know, it's valued here. And look, I'm looking at, I want to pronounce your name right. A, a, a sister from South Africa, Lehakoe, Lehakoe. 
Okay, so I hope I pronounced that right. But it and it's so beautiful because it says God is our father. When we're open with him, he reveals the father part of himself. And it's so beautiful and it's so liberating. And it, that is so true. When God is allowed into that space, Summer, you said when you're going through stuff, you call you call me. Or I know you'll sometimes you'll call your uncle Roger and you'll you'll say this is how I'm feeling and you'll pray. And I think that that comment that we just read is so validated in those moments for you because that's when God reveals the father part of himself and he loves us and he's a good father, you know, and, and Nova, this is, I think for you being able to have this space even to finally know, I don't have to sit in silence with this abuse, with these thoughts, with these feelings, with this constant, you know, breaking of my spirit. I can actually express myself with this group yeah. and find freedom and breakthrough. And I don't, Believe Amen. what I believe what's been happening for you as it's happening for all of us who are here, you know, who are listening, is that we're allowing God to reveal himself as the father in all of our lives. And I think where that can get jumbled for some people is when they haven't had a good father, because then they can start putting those attributes on God. But God is a good father. He is not a man that he should lie. You know, yeah. and that's when yeah. that's where the, the head knowledge of the Bible, like scripture tells us, God is not a man that he would lie. Man, you let that become heart knowledge. And in these yeah. experiences that we go through where God is touching and dealing with our heart, it's becoming heart knowledge. <laughs> and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, the real heart knowledge that God is not a man that he would ever lie to us. And that God is a good father, that's enough right there to carry you over mountains for the rest of your life. Amen. Truly. Wow. There's hey, something Summer. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Summer. No, you um, go, Summer. Just really quick. Um, I think for me, I struggled with that too, not understanding how deeply God loves us and wants to hear all of our problems and our struggles. But the only thing that kind of helps me, because obviously I'll never be able to fully grasp it but I just think about how when I talk to my aunt or my uncle or a friend or my mom and they listen to me and they make me feel validated even right now Nova when we're talking to you and you're feeling better and you're feeling like good how much more does God care if we could care and we're sinners and we're just human we're not perfect and um how much more does God care that I think this the little glimpse that friendship and people around mm -hmm. us can give me mm -hmm. I just think about how much more does God care and then that makes me feel so much more open when I need to vent to God or talk to God yeah. or I'm going through something because how much more does he care yeah amen that's so good Summer like I okay. when I think about you know just even what you were sharing about the uh, lives of the enemy and the voices and like I really want to want the voice of God more than any other voice. I really want that. Like I, that's what I want. And a couple of weeks ago, I think I talked about, you know, I was feeling real feisty. So I've had my really strong moments and I really, I believe that. Like I didn't, I don't want to give the enemy any real estate in my mind, but it's interesting, Cynthia, when you were sharing today about, you know, us making that 18 inch drop from the head to the heart, right? 
So I don't want to give the enemy real estate of my heart. Like I want my heart, the Lord to have all of that. And he, like, I want him to own all that. Like I, I really desire that. And so like, that's the, I guess the freedom, even in just us talking and like, man, I can be so caught up in my head um, and thinking all these things, but like, then when it really comes and I'm like, man, I just, I really want the father to like have all of that, the real estate in my heart. Like I, I, I'm really, that actually makes me feel free and excited. Like you can have all of this heart. You know, it's so deep. I'm sitting here thinking and kind of getting revelation in what we're talking about. And, you know, and and I was really hearing, you know, when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge, then heart knowledge can rule in your life so that your decisions are just natural and they're free. Your emotions and your feelings they, they come from a place of truly knowing that you know God, truly knowing and believing in, in the scripture that applies to whatever it is that you're going through or the scripture that defeats the thought that the enemy just tried to throw into your head and get it down in your heart, into your heart. Because see, that's the problem. When the enemy is speaking thoughts into our mind and so the enemy gets some head knowledge in there or some head lies, it's a head fake, let's be real. Yeah. And then he gets that down into your heart. Now you're living from the place of a head fake. It's not truth. It's a lie from the pit of hell about your identity and about who you are and what you're capable of. And and, and yes, King Solomon, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. It's true. Proverbs 4 verse 23. It's true. And, you know, and I think about the scripture that says, You know, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked and who can know it? Well, only God can know your heart. So to me, filling my head with godly knowledge and then letting it get into my heart is the ultimate goal. It's the ultimate chase for me. It's the ultimate Mm. thing. Because if only God knows my heart, then I just need my heart to be moving in line with God. You know? Yeah. That alignment, that Mm -hmm. alignment with God, like, or just that like super that super connection that like, I don't want to sway from any other, I don't want to go anywhere else. Like I don't, I really don't want to. And I think it's like, that is the part where that, you know, this, um, you know, like really giving God the desires of your heart, but like searching for the true desire. And if our desire is to like really know him and be known by him, it's like, there's, there's really nothing there's nothing better. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was a there was a sermon that I listened to that was on this. It was similar, a similar topic, and it was talking about um your thoughts and how negative thoughts obviously from the devil can take root. And it was talking about how the devil will throw thoughts in your head and you have to choose what takes root because once it takes root, then it grows. And it was talking about anger. And it was saying how if you put anger, if anger is thrown at you and the devil throws anger at you and is like, oh, they did this and you should be so mad. And if you let that take root, then it grows. Whatever you let take root grows. So if you have a negative thought, oh, I look fat today, like, oh, I look fat. And like you accept that and you let that trickle down into your heart. And then so then it just grows. Well, now I'm ugly mm-hmm. and I'm fat and I need to lose weight and I eat too much. Mm-hmm. And like it, then it grows. 
And so I think it's different for everyone how you handle that. But I, for me, mm. I visualize it just bouncing off. Okay, that's a thought. It's not from God, so then it's not rooting. Then just bounce it off. And it's a constant battle, but I think it was the it was really hard at first for me to start doing that. Mm-hmm. But then over time, I think I got stronger in it and doing it because those aren't thoughts that God would want me to think. So he already gave me the strength because he overcame the world. And I also asked God to for help in those situations there's a verse in the bible and i wish i knew it but i'm gonna try to repeat it and it says um if you ask your i think it's your parent for bread do they give you a stone like, yeah a stone and then, yeah so it, and then it says so if you sinners yeah. can give your children bread how much more like would god give you and it's yeah. the same thing god i don't want to have these thoughts so is he gonna allow you to have those thoughts or is he gonna give you the strength to let them bounce off i don't want to have that thought i don't want to have a negative thought and i don't want that to take root because once it takes root then it takes real estate and it keeps growing and growing and growing so i don't know if that helps at all but that is definitely i think thing. yes yeah i think that's a huge that's an amazing visual i almost like saw as you were speaking summer i almost saw the lies coming into you and it was like it wasn't like you were taking it and it was bouncing off you. It was like God like got in front of you. He's like, let me take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I had like that visual of it's not even on us. It's like on God. So he like steps in front of us and it just, he's like, he's like, has this big muscular chest. He's like, like, you know, yeah. let me just let that bounce off my chest. Cause that's not going to get to my girl. And like, to me, that is like, Yes, I love that is a strong father. That is like the God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's like Thor times five billion. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's so it's true. It's true. You you know, you know, you want to know what's crazy. Um, and I I know I say this to encourage all of you because sometimes it can feel like I know for me, sometimes it can feel like I go through things. And I go through them alone and I don't know if anything about my life is making a difference to anybody else's. And, um, you know, and I get, I don't know, I guess really down on myself or down on life in general. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a trip because I, I just want to say, be encouraged that whatever you're going through, um, and whatever you've been through, the lives that you have sown into from the place of your faith, it's actually, it's important. What you have sown works. What what you have contributed to others, it does grow fruit. And I say it because um, it's almost hard for me to sit here and have a conversation and not say this with you, Summer, with my niece, because um, she's my fruit, you know? Um, I, I think about my husband and I made a, a very deep commitment to speak into the lives of my nieces and nephews when they were young. And um, Summer has been like a daughter to me, Um I was in the room with her mom when she was just a little teeny tiny infant and um, she sort of became mine in that moment. And she's been mine ever since. And, um, and it's so deep to sit here and listen to you summer, because in your 
at 21, you know, 20, 21, 22, all I want is for generations of 20 somethings to have the, to have the strength to choose the God of victory, the way you choose him every day and to get themselves plugged into situations like this and plugged into the people in their lives who are spiritually, you know, you know, I hate to use the word spiritually more mature because yes, spiritual maturity does come with age and time, but spiritual maturity can, can also happen to someone much younger than you. And, and the way that it works when it work, it's working is that those that you have mentored and taught also then in turn are used by God to mentor and teach you. And there are times when I will call summer and say, can you pray for me? Cause I'm feeling this way or that way. And then she'll give me back, man, what she's learned and how she's processed it. And sometimes she'll just give me back my own words. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> summer. Yeah. Summer <laughs> carries such wisdom. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous and in, insanely beautiful to hear a 21 year old, like you have, you have like internal, the word of God is, has come alive in you. And that it is amazing, Cynthia, as I'm watching her, I do hear you. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like you guys have obviously gone back and forth and that like, you don't always get to be, to see that, that fruit in your life and to be able to um, see summer, like obviously summer, you've had to have your own journey with Jesus, but like how awesome that you've had a person that you can go to when you're in pain and when you rejoice, like you can go to her and like to have that just is remarkable. And it, it's so fun to watch the pair of you because I, I see you, like I see you as like, so there's so much similarity in how you process things. And, and yet like summer, I, I mean, I'm looking at you at 21. I'm like the wisdom that you carry. I mean, I look at you, I'm like, this girl is wise beyond her years. And that is because you have, you've gone after the heart of God. Like Mm -hmm. you have, you have been, you have been with Jesus and we can see it on your face. And yeah. it's so awesome. Like it is awesome to sit here and watch. And I am receiving from you. I want you to know that. Like, and that is the part where I think sometimes we miss, even as people that are like the older generation, man, you, we can learn from each other. We, there's so much to be learned by that fresh fire of God. And I just thank you, Summer, for just not only showing up, but just showing up with all of who you are. Cause I personally have felt ministered to by your depth and your wisdom you. and your insight. Thank you. And I don't know you well, but I sure love what I have experienced and you're, you're a remarkable young woman. And Cynthia, thank you for like caring for her the way you have, like and loving her. And you guys Aww. did. I'm like sitting back going, Aww. I want to be part of your family. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I think that's what I'm most grateful for in my life is my aunt and my uncle and how they've taught me about the word of God and how they shared. And I think 
that there's so many times where I felt not confident and I was like I always call my uncle or my aunt sometimes my aunt's busy so then I'll call my uncle and I'll be like I have this question can I pray can I can we pray about this like what is God saying what is God saying and my uncle was like Summer like you know what he's saying and there's a time when that's all he was saying you know what he's saying you know what he's saying and I was like but I don't like can you tell me what he's saying and I think that that was the point in my life when I had to kind of just build the confidence in that I did know what God was saying and it got it took such a shift from me always asking them what God's saying and then I totally just like took it upon me to figure out what God is saying and I think it's been a year where I've been following God on my own and just I mean I listen to two three sermons a day like constantly and I'm always reading my Bible and I only listen to worship music I cut out all other music and I take no credit for the wisdom that I have. I know that it's all God. And so I can never say, oh, I did all the work, really. But I have been seeking God fully. And there was a time I, in the last two weeks where I asked God, I was like, God, use me. Like, please just use me. Like, I'm ready to be used. I want people to see, like, that you can be 22. And it doesn't mean that you're, like, a nun. You can have such a victorious life following God and you're going to have an even better life following God. I mean, the things that I went through as a 20 year old and in high school and not really following God the way that I am now, I am just so grateful that I do now. My life has is so much better. I think I used to think, Oh, my life will be better if I just fit in with everyone and I just do everything that everyone else is doing. But my life is so much better better following God because God wants what's best for us more than we want what's best for us Mm, and like we don't even know all the good things he has for us and the peace that I have following God is enough more than enough so I can't even imagine all the other good things so um I'm really grateful that you said that because I did ask God like please use me like I want to be used And then I feel like this just fell into place and my prayer was answered. And now you're saying like, I helped you. And I mean, I obviously take no credit for that, but it does feel good to feel like you helped someone. Yeah. Oh girl, you are on fire. And the Lord has like such amazing things ahead for you. It's just so fun. I know, you know, part of, uh, part of, um, thank you, Mache. Part of, uh, part of all of this for me, you know, is I think to encourage all of you to like, be encouraged, man. Your life is not being missed by others. It's not being missed. It's not. Nova, you know, I know it has been horrendous for you in the moving on and moving forward from, from this situation that you've been in, but you have impacted lives and there are people whose lives you have impacted and they are growing the seeds of God are growing. They're growing in their hearts. And and my prayer is that you get to really see it because I'm telling you, when you get to see your fruit in the land of the living, wow, it's such a blessing. And and she just, I mean, I, I just get, I'm encouraged for today, you know, just because I, I get to sit here and I get to see this powerful um, young woman as God has taken root in her life and know that, you know, if I were to leave here tomorrow, like, which I don't want, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, you know, by, 
the crap that I have lived through and the struggle to apply Jesus and his word to what I've lived through to know that it's been worth it because it has produced something in her where Summer is younger, more grounded, stronger, more capable, more able, and and more mature than I was at 22. I keep saying 21 because I just cannot believe that you're 22. I'm trying desperately to slow it down with you and my son, <laughs> but, um, but, but I mean, we, nothing that we go through is wasted. Nothing. You guys, if, if you just submit it to God, nothing, no experience, no pain, no trauma, nothing. It can all become tools in your tool belt that you can use to fight the war on the enemy that needs to be waged in this world that we live in, in our communities and in our homes every day. You know, everything that you've been through, God wants to use. You just got to put it in his hands and give it to him and and turn up your real factor. Take it from one to 10. You know, if you need to lament, if you need to complain, cry, moan and groan, do do it. Do it with God. Do it with him because then he will take all of that and he will show you why you're a victor, you're a victor, why victory is yours. You know, just choosing him is already a choice for victory. You're already victorious if you've chosen God for your life. You know, if you've chosen Jesus, you win, man. I don't even know how else to say it, but we do because he, he, he grabs a hold of us where we are and he elevates us to victory. Thank you, Lord. Can I share one more thing? And I I promise you, I won't be long winded. But as I'm watching the pair of you, and I just say the pair of you, because you're just like, I see you just linking arms. And I think about, you know, we've shared before how, you know, sometimes our our kids, our ceiling is our, our children's floor. And I I was, God was showing me today about how he exchanges our dreams, like how King David really wanted to build the temple, but God told him, David, uh, you're not, you're not going to build the temple, but I'm going to do it through your son. I'm going to exchange your dream. Like, um, this was like revelatory to me as I was like listening to my, to the scripture with, and, and some of the things the, uh, the, the lady was sharing. And I was like, man, God, like you, you are so gracious and good to us. And so it's like, even some of your dreams, Cynthia will come through the summers of this world. Some of my dreams will come through others. Like God gives us these, these dreams, but he exchanges these things for us and we see it coming through other people. And that is so beautiful. Yeah. That God does that. And he's so gracious to do yes. that. And like, I I just, I think things are waiting for, there are things on the horizon for, for all of us, you know, but I, I even think like about my own parents and my grandparents, Cynthia, even like the dreams of like, you're living out, God exchanged some of their dream and, and passed it on through you. And now you're passing some of yours on and I'm passing mine on. And there's, there's this beautiful thing that God does and he, he gives and he continues to exchange um, these dreams that we have, like things we, we even wanted to see happen in our life. But the truth is like, we're seeing awesome things happen, but God's like, Ooh, but I'm even going to give increase for the next generation. And I, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like that, that's the part, that's the excitement I see in you. Cynthia is like, man, where 
like, you know, sometimes you wish maybe you would have known the Lord at 21 the way, but look now summer at 22, she does. And that is so beautiful to me. And that's what God has done. That's what God has done. It is. And it's beautiful what you say, you know, our, our ceiling can, it can, can be someone else's, their floor. floor. And I really believe that my ceiling is Summer's floor and, and Mm -hmm. Christian, my son's floor, and hopefully the lives of anyone that, uh, that gets touched here, you know, because the, the teacher, the teacher teaches, you know, the master teaches, right. But eventually the student becomes the teacher. And, and that is the beautiful thing. And, and, you know, in talking about moving forward, because really we've been talking about moving forward today when toxic thoughts have taken a hold, right? Yeah. But in the moving forward, isn't it really just the cycle of life that we should move forward with our ceilings becoming our child's floor, you know, yeah. next person's yeah. floor. Yeah. David started, collect- started collecting for Solomon and then Solomon built the temple. You started, Cynthia, collecting for summer and summer is moving forward in her. It's like, that's what God does. And that's, that's the exciting part about being a believer in Jesus. Yeah. 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 You know, it's true. It's true. And and I guess a good place to end today is just a, a comment that Miche wrote, which is really beautiful. And it says, spiritual maturity can also happen in your 50s. Amen, sister. I was a very late developer, but Joyce Meyer said, you can have a bad start, but a good finish. And that's me, hopefully. Miche, you definitely, definitely are having a good finish. And I think for all of us who are watching, spiritual maturity happens every day. Every day we become more mature, right? And I so believe uh, in that statement by Joyce Meyer, doesn't matter what your start has been. It only really matters what your finish is. So right now today, my prayer is that you will choose to finish strongly and that you will choose to finish with Jesus as Lord of your life. Because I'm telling you, can nobody and nothing do me like Jesus? And, and I believe that it is the same, you know, for anyone who takes a hold of his hand. You know, and, and somewhere, I don't know, I just, I, I there's another comment, um, P. New says, young people care and seek authenticity. These honest sessions are so inspiring and mentoring to the next generation. I'm sure they love the cool 50s ladies. Well, you know what? I hope so, P. New. <laughs> I hope so. And um, man, Summer, you want to just say a, a closing prayer today for everyone? Yeah. Yeah, I'll start and then like, okay. okay. Um, Father God, thank you for this time that we have together. Um, I pray that you spoke through us and touched the lives of the ladies that are watching, um, and men that are watching. Um, again, I thank you for this time. Um, and I pray that we have more times like this to talk and reach people in Jesus name. And Lord, I thank you for Nova and for Summer. And just for the grace and the rawness and the realness and the wisdom that they contribute, Lord, not just today, but every day into the lives of those around them. Father, I thank you for each and every wise and wonderful woman who is here, who's a part of Girl Club. I thank you for the men who watch. 
I thank you for the women and the men who will watch. We invite you in. We invite you to share these sessions with others because we invite others into our hearts, into our homes, into our lives, Lord. I pray that we would live with our arms and our minds and our hearts open to all those around us, just as you do, Father. Your love is... (laughs) Your love is our ceiling, Lord. It's our floor and our ceiling. You have given us something to aspire to, and you have given us a floor from which to grow forward and bigger from. So we thank you, Jesus, that we know you. We thank you for your death on the cross. And we thank you that you are a good father. And we thank you that we can do all things through you because you strengthen us. So, Lord, I just ask for your protection over each and every lady and man within the sound of my voice. And as we go forth into the week, Father, I pray that you will make yourself known in even bigger and greater ways than we can possibly imagine. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for Girl Club. May you bless it. May you grow us. And may you just continue, Father, to reign through every single session. In Jesus' name. Thanks. Thanks, girls. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening, too. Yeah. And thank you for your wisdom, both of you, today. Thank you. Love you you so much. Thank you, all of you. And um, we got to go this week. Uh, Ah, Jahira, there's so many more comments coming in. And yes, Jahira, it's about breathing a better life into our children. And that is what your mom wants you know, and um, I'm grateful for all of you out there who are parents who come to Girl Club. I hope that you will continue to know that your choice for Jesus in your homes is the right choice, you know, and your choice for him in your lives in every way is the right choice. So we've run over time today, but we love you guys and it's always worth it. And we will see you next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. And if you're listening on podcast, don't forget to, you know, to like us on podcast and to send some comments in if you have them. So, and also please uh, join us at CynthiaGarrett.org, which will link you to us through the ministry YouTube channel so that you can comment every week. Okay. I'm Cynthia Garrett. I'll see you soon. Bye everyone. Love you guys. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. 